I am finally not sick. So, knock on wood, I'm feeling a lot better since my last episode came out. It was really rough recovering from that. Not gonna lie, it was very unpleasant. And I was miserable for about, like, almost two weeks. I had the worst cough ever. When I recorded the red flags in boys, or, or did I name it red flags in men? I don't remember. Either or. When I was recording that, that was, like, right when I first started getting sick. So I really thought, like, oh, I'm sick right now. Like, that's it. No. Like, little did I know <laughs> that it was going to be a week of hell. But I'm very, very fortunate. I'm feeling better. I'm getting back into the swing of things. I'm trying new things. <sighs> it has been very good. I've been thinking about how I want to start episodes, um, and I think I'm going to do like two to three minutes of just like a little bit of an intro, ask you guys how you're doing, talk about a little bit of what's been going on. So basically, since my last episode, obviously I was like deathly sick. Okay, I'm a little dramatic. It wasn't life or death, but it was really bad. I had a horrible cough. I missed a week of classes, all of my clubs, all of my other commitments, plans. It was miserable. So I'm very glad. I'm feeling a million times better. I can't even emphasize that enough. So I'm feeling a lot better. But that was where I was at when I started filming the last episode. I was at the start of <laughs> that cold. It was horrible. Uh, but anyways, to move past that, I started doing kickboxing classes through Grand Valley. Who, who would have thought I would be getting back into sports? Not me. Basically, I ran cross country and track in high school. If if the listeners didn't know, if you guys didn't know this, um, and I was very in shape. I was very athletic. I was, I was so in shape. It's ridiculous. Like my coach would be like, "Run four and a half miles." I'd be like, "Oh, that's my rest day." Like I can't even imagine running that much right now. Like I would be dead on the floor. So the fact that I used to be able to do that is insane, but I would train so hard and so long, and I know if anyone ran cross-country or track, you can attest for this. It is a hard sport, and I feel like runners don't get enough credit, but running is hard. But basically, I joined an intramural team. I touched on that a couple episodes ago, like a college life update, if you guys want to listen to that. I talk about basically what's been going on, how my life has changed. Um, And just this year, I finally feel like I'm in college, which is nuts, but I touched on that if you guys want to go listen to that, but anyways, I, we had our, like, indoor season end, which kind of stunk, but we lost our first bracket game, we won the first game of volleyball, lost the second game, and then lost the third, so we lost to the team we were playing, which kind of stunk, but I'm really proud of my team, I'm really proud of my friends, it's just an enjoyable thing. I'm really, like, proud of myself for pushing myself out of my comfort zone and joining something like this because I'm I'm not coordinated. I'm athletic but not coordinated. So me playing volleyball was kind of – everyone in my family is like, what? Because I'm not coordinated. That's why I ran. I was athletic. But I'm – anything, any sport with a ball in it, like, it's just not me. I'm not very coordinated or flexible or anything. So – The fact that I joined volleyball, I was really proud of myself for pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I was also really proud of myself and my friends. I've grown so close to these people, and these are people I hold, like, very near and dear to me. So, that's what she said, our team name. I'm proud of us. (laughs) We'll definitely do it again next year, but it's overall been very enjoyable. 
but I also started a new job. Um, I'm doing social media for our business college at Green Valley. That's been awesome. I love the people I work with. Um, and overall, it's been a really enjoyable experience so far. So overall, things are looking up. Um, it is so nice out today. I'm driving home um, from my house to go back to college after Thanksgiving break. Thanksgiving was amazing. I got to see all my family. Um, my granny was there, which was amazing. My grandparents, my aunt, uncle, cousins. It was, it was just overall an amazing experience to be home and see everyone. So it was very fun. Very, very fun. So uh, I'm feeling very grateful recently for sure. Basically, this episode, I had an idea. I had an idea. I was listening to Ava Jules' podcast. Seriously, she's like my number one inspiration when it comes to podcasts. Like, I have grown up loving her YouTube channel. And she started a podcast. And I was like, yes. Like, this is my girl. I love her so much. I was a huge YouTube girl back in the day when I was younger. I would always watch YouTube. I still, I love YouTube. Like, I love having it in the background when I watch shows, when I clean, when I do laundry, just, like, things like that. I love having it on in the background versus, like, a show, like, versus Gilmore Girls. Those are, like, my two things, like, Ava Jules and, or Gilmore Girls, and I just love both so much. But she came out with the podcast, and she's one of the people, like, I don't know. A lot of YouTubers, once they get really big, it becomes a lot about just the money they make. Most of the people I've followed throughout the years. So the fact that Ava is just very humble and just very relatable still, because I feel like once you get a, not even a certain amount of money, but once you get up there in your social media career or you become like a really popular influencer, I feel like you can't really relate to the influencer anymore and it kind of defeats the purpose of you don't feel connected to them anymore, if you know what I mean. I feel like everyone knows kind of that feeling now influencers are so vital in society and like everything revolves around like being influenced but I don't know Eva Jules is one of the one of the girls that I just can still relate to even though she does social media as a career even in college I, I still do relate to her I don't think she's out of touch with reality some some social media people I'm like what did you just say like uh and it just makes me sick but Eva Jules is definitely my favorite so Whenever I listen to her podcasts, I come up with a million different podcast episodes I could film, and I'm like, oh, I should do this, do this. So I'm like, you know what? I still have an hour and 14 minutes on my drive. I'm just going to record a podcast. It helps the time go by. So bear with me. You'll probably hear. It, it sounds different. So I apologize for that. But yeah, I'm very excited to record this. Today, I wanted to talk about how to know when it's over. Um, Ava Jules, someone asked her a question, like, how do you know when something's over? Like, a relationship, a friendship, a hobby, things like that. And she touched on that, and I was like, you know what? I could make an entire episode about this because there are so many things that begin and end on a daily basis, and I don't think us as humans really view it as that. Like, I don't view me going to bed at night, I'm ending my day, but I'm starting my sleep. Like, I don't think a lot of minor things like that, a lot of people think of as, like, an end or a beginning. But every single day, we have a trillion little things that we start and stop. 
and start and finish and end and, you know, things like that. But I wanted to touch on that because I thought that was a really good question and a really good topic idea. So full credits to whoever asked that with, to Ava Jules and full credit to her because, I don't know, I just absolutely loved the theme. And I don't want to copy anyone, so just want to put that out there. This is entirely bouncing off of the question on her episode. I was like, oh my god, that's a genius topic. Basically, there's so many things that start and end, like I was saying, on a daily basis. But I wanted to touch on more of the big things, because who wants to listen to an episode about, oh, you start your iced coffee, you finish it. You make your meal for the day, you finish it. Like, that's kind of boring. Everyone does that every single day in some shape or form. So I wanted to touch on more of the little, like the more major things, I guess. I don't have a lot of insight when it comes to relationship breakups because my current boyfriend Sam is my first relationship and obviously we haven't, we're still together, we haven't broken up guys, so I don't have a ton of insight. So, but I do have a lot of friendship insight and jobs and hobbies and passions and things like that and situationships and I have everything except for the literal breakup with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Like, I don't have that. I'm sorry, guys. I don't have that. I don't have that experience under my belt. And I really hope I never get that. So, we'll pray. But basically, I wanted to touch on those sort of things, if that makes sense. I think we should start with the smaller things and work our way up to the more major things. So, I wanted to start with a hobby slash passion um how to know when it's over when when to end it i think hobbies and passions kind of fade out if i'm i don't know if i think of like things in my in my life that i've done or i've been passionate about there's a couple things i'm like i will never not be passionate about that and there's things where i'm like i was and now i'm not i don't think it's ever been like a start stop thing I don't think I can recall a day where I was like, oh, I liked, I don't know, playing volleyball and now I hate it. I don't think it was ever like that. I think I just did the hobby less and less or I did. I just felt a little bit less passionate and then it just faded out. But I do know my most major one, I would definitely say, here's some that have stuck with me that haven't ended. Like I, I am so passionate about the environment and environmentalism and the planet and recycling and I don't think I will ever not care about those things um animals is another huge one I am the biggest animal lover a lot of people will ever meet um I love animals I would do anything for my cat I would do anything for my dog like I would risk my life to save an animal that's just who I am and I don't think I will I know I will never budge on that I have been that way since I was literally born picking up frogs and worms at my my aunt's wedding and ruining my my wedding dress my little uh, flower girl dress I was getting worms all over it like I I don't think I will ever change on that I am just a die-hard animal lover and I just care about the environment so much some things that I these are like bittersweet things um I'd probably say my most major one is definitely running (laughs) I have a very love-hate relationship with running I should really do a whole podcast on this but basically just to touch on it I have ran cross-country and track 
since I was in seventh grade. They didn't offer it in sixth grade when I was in junior high. Um, our middle school, I don't know how people, what people call it. I always say junior high, but middle school. Um, so I started in seventh grade because I didn't make the sixth grade volleyball team or the seventh grade volleyball team. I didn't make it. I was not tall enough. I was maybe five foot. I think I was five foot, literally. I was like, I was so little. I was just, oh my gosh. I was just so little growing up. Um, so I obviously didn't make the team. I wasn't the best at volleyball. I wasn't strong. I wasn't tall. I could barely serve it over the net. Um, I wasn't aggressive. So I got cut. So I was like, well, shit, what do I do? My parents were like, well, you should do a sport. You need to be involved. And I was like, well, what doesn't include your physical abilities? Like getting you cut from the team. And I was like, oh, running. They don't cut anyone. Um, <laughs> Cause not a lot of people want to run. And I kind of found out why, but basically in junior high, I was obsessed with running. I loved running. I loved my high school coach, my high school, my middle school coaches. I loved the girls on the team. We would build teepees in the woods. We would mess around with the boys team. We would play games. We would, it, running was just overall an incredible experience in middle school. And then I got to high school and a, a switch kind of flipped. It went from being this fun, enlightening, girl power type sport to being, if you're not on the varsity team, you literally do not matter. And I kind of, I don't like to give my high school coach any energy because there was times where he was the best and times where he was the worst person on this earth. And I really do. I, I don't want to give him energy because he wasn't the greatest coach and he wasn't fair. And I don't want to give anyone on the cross country team energy because when I did cross country in high school, those were some of the lowest points of my life um, because of girls on that team and because of friendships and stuff. But basically the switch flipped. I no longer loved running. It took me a while to get to that. It wasn't an instant thing. It wasn't, oh, I immediately got to high school and just hated it. It took probably until my, like, ending of sophomore year to be like, wow, I hate running. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't, I don't know. I don't remember it being just a one-day thing where I'm like, man, like, fuck this, I'm done. But there was some points where... I knew I was falling out of love for it. We'll just put it that way. And there were some days where I was like, you know what? I should just quit. Like there were some days I felt so defeated. And I think that feeling is different for everyone. I think it could be a gradual thing or it could be a make or break. One person ruins it. And I hate that. I hate that one person can have that power, but sometimes it's inevitable. It, it happens. My coach had that power. I mean, if you have a bad coach, it ruins the entire sport. Like, whether or not you want it to ruin the sport, I I wish I didn't hate running. Like, now I, I feel like I could run by myself and I would be fine. But I really do miss, like, certain parts of cross country. But then I remember, oh, this happened. Or, oh, remember that. And I'm like, oh, never mind. It wasn't all that great. So I would say for me, the biggest passion that kind of got killed in high school and definitely ended was running 
it got to a point where I knew I was falling out of love for it, and then I got injured, and just seeing the way I was treated on the team once I got injured by people I had called my friends for years, my best, closest friends for years since seventh grade, just turn on it. Everyone turned on each other, and there was a ton of trauma, which I feel like everyone knows with with a group of girls, like, it's, you, it's inevitable, like, girls fight, girls have trauma, it's the stupidest shit, I don't know why girls are out to get other girls, I don't know why no one can get along, I don't know why there's a whole game of excluding people, I did that in high school, I excluded people, then I got excluded, it's just overall a really shitty thing, and we got an all-girls team of, like, 30 girls, it was bad, like, there was times where I would just go home crying, like, not even exaggerating, like, I was pretty miserable for a while, but I do think that has really shaped my personality, I'm gonna do an episode on this, but how running has changed my life for the better or worse, running has definitely shaped who I am today, whether or not I want to give it that much credit, it definitely has, but it was a gradual thing, I was falling out of love for it, then I had I was in a friend group. Girlfriend groups never work. I don't I don't care what anyone tells you. Girlfriend groups of more than one other person in you, they don't work. I don't know why, but they just don't. There's trauma. There's leaving people out. And in high school, we're all immature. We, I lived for drama in high school. I loved that shit. Someone's fighting. Oh my god, let me hear all the details. I was a nosy ass bitch. And now I'm like, why? Why did I care? Why did I put energy into those people and those things? But in high school, you're immature. So I already know I was falling out of love with running. Then we had all this drama happen with my friend group. Um, my friends basically just decided, fuck you. We're not friends with you anymore. And it kind of fizzled out. So after I wasn't really friends with basically my best friend since like sixth grade, and my like, was it sophomore or junior year? I don't remember. I think it started, shit hit, started hitting the fan of, like, December my sophomore year. Um, and then it just went downhill. And we just weren't ever friends after that. But after that happened, I'd say that was more of my abrupt, like, I want to quit. I had never felt like I wanted to quit, but I definitely knew I didn't love running anymore as much. I was like, yeah, it's okay, but, like, why would I quit? That was kind of my attitude for years in high school. And then the friendship breakup or whatever the fuck happened, I still don't really know. Um, That was, like, my final straw for that. I was like, you know what? I should just quit. I should give up. I was miserable. I would cry every single day after practice. I would show up to cross-country meets. I was super depressed. I started going to therapy. It was the lowest point of my entire life, and I can say that with confidence. Um, And I really don't see myself ever getting to that point anymore. I have way better of a support system. I have way better friends. But basically, I found other friends. I branched out. I met other people. I reconnected with friends I've known for just as long as the one girl I wasn't friends with. And I'm still friends with with two of them. I'm still friends with them. And I still see them at Grand Valley. And it's just crazy how that shit works out. Like, I was meant to not be friends with the one girl so that I could be closer with the other people. But anyways, 
So I met them, and things started looking up. I'm like, yeah, I don't love running, but, like, now I have friends. Like, it's not as miserable going to practice, and everyone's sitting in a corner, and you're just kind of there. Like, it wasn't as miserable. So I started liking running again. If you don't like your teammates, it breaks the sport, too. So now that I felt more connected with people, it was better. Then I got injured. I... Basically, I started having this pain on the ball of my right foot, and it would be so painful. I would go home and just cry. It would hurt so bad. So I told my coach, and he, like, barely put any pressure on it, and I, like, screamed. I was like, oh, my God, that hurt. And he's like, okay, Maddie, like, you need to go to the doctor. You need to get an x-ray. Like, that. that's not right. My foot was turning purple. I was bruising. Something was really wrong. So I went to the doctor, it ended up being, they still, I still don't know what it was. It wasn't a stress fracture, that's what my coach thought it was, that's what everyone thought. So basically my senior year of cross country, I never, I didn't run. I went from track season, my junior year, straight to basically cross country. I had two weeks off in between, like that, when school ended, I had two weeks and then I was back in season for cross-country. I ran until cross-country camp in June. And then I was just done running. And I didn't know that at the time that I was done running, um, which already was bad enough. I had I still went to all of the practices. I still did everything. I went to all the meets. I went to all the practices, spaghetti dinners. I did everything, but I couldn't run. So it kind of ripped away the love of running because I physically couldn't run um and I didn't know what was going on with me and I was really depressed and I was going through a lot and I was kind of in a weird predicament I really liked my boy best friend and then he liked me and then we didn't like each other it was confusing and that was a really low point in my life and to be injured and not even know how to recover from that or how to help myself that was that was the last thing I needed on my plate I didn't need any more unknown problems that I couldn't fix. It was horrible. So I basically, the turning point, this is another part of when I was like, I need to quit. This is probably my final, this is my final straw of when I was like, I hate cross country. I hate the team. I hate my coach. And it was a burning rage I had had, I think for years. But little things, you know, I reconnected with people, I did good at a meet, or I got a, a personal record, a PR, they kind of covered that up. But then when I got injured, everything changed. My entire running career changed. It was over. And I didn't know it until I got down the road and the doctors were like, yeah, like, sorry, you're just done. Like, kiss your season goodbye, kiss track goodbye. You're just done. Sorry, there's nothing we can do for you. It's unknown fluid is in your foot and we have no idea what's going on and you're just kind of gonna have to deal with that for the rest of your life and sorry ice it I don't know that was literally what doctors told me I went to like six different doctors chiropractors um, physical therapists no one had an answer and so that was it that was my senior year and it's supposed to be the best time of your life it's your last season and I didn't even get a closure I didn't get closure that was really hard for me but I think along with being injured and not being able to run I feel like a lot of people's perspectives shifted I really realized that 
a lot of people on that team weren't really my friends. And I'd say that was the hardest realization I have probably had in my life. That was the hardest friendship one. This is kind of merging into the friendship, how did I know it was over? Basically, when I got injured, it showed me who my real friends were. And my only real friend on that team during that time was my own goddamn sister. I was so let, I have never been more left out in my entire life. And it really just showed me how much of a sympathetic person I am. I would have never done the shit that was done to me on that cross country team. I am still disgusted by a lot of the people on that team and a lot of shit that went down that should have never happened. And being a senior in high school, you're not young anymore. You need to like realize your actions have consequences. But basically, I can give some examples. We had to carpool. We would do team breakfasts once a week. We would go on a long run and then we'd go out for breakfast or we'd go after practice or whatever it may be. We really tried to make it a thing because we saw a senior saw and upperclassmen. We all saw a lot of people were getting left out. And so we really wanted to make the cross country team actually feel like a team. There, you know, there was so much drama and all these girls were getting left out and all this shit. So we're like, we're gonna make team breakfast. So we go to this team breakfast and this is when I got hurt. I had to wear a boot because they thought it was a stress fracture for months. So I had to wear a boot for like two months straight. I could drive, I just had to take it off because it was my right foot. So I wanted to ride with someone else because we would all carpool over there and I didn't want to drive because it took me forever to take my boot off, drive over there, put it back on. And I didn't want to drive. So I asked all my friends, I'm like, can you guys take me? And originally at the beginning of practice, they're like, oh yeah, for sure. Like, we don't want you to have to do all that stuff. At the end of practice, I'm going to walk to their car and all of a sudden, oh no, their car's full. Sorry, fend for yourself. And so I had to drive over there. So not only was I late to getting there, but it took me forever to take my boot off, put normal shoes on, drive over there, put my boot back on, go in. It was, I was already feeling really upset because I basically felt like they had lied to me. They said they'd have room in their car and then they didn't, they didn't ensure that they did. And that really, that really hurt my feelings. Like, why would you tell me yes and then no? I don't know. It gave me a lot of anxiety because then I was like, well, what am I going to do? You know, then so I had to drive myself and it was a whole thing. So I'm already kind of upset. I'm like, okay, whatever. We're all going to sit together, have our breakfast. It's going to be fine. You know, it's whatever. So I brushed it under the rug. So we get to this breakfast place that's down the street. Well, it's like probably like, mm, I'd probably say it's less than 10 minutes. It's probably like seven or eight minutes away from my high school where we practice at. So we get there, everyone's already in, no one waited for me. And I know that's more of a personal thing. I would never leave someone to, basically cross country shape me to never leave people out because it's the shittiest thing you can do is to make someone feel like they're not included. But this is probably where I got this like insight from and where I got this really sympathetic and empathetic feeling from. Um, is from these experiences of being left out. But basically, I get there, no one waited for me. So I was already kind of like, oh, shit, like, great, no one's waiting for me in the parking lot. I literally showed up, like, two or three minutes after them, and they couldn't wait for me. So I was already, then I was upset about that. So then I go in, 
and the seniors always sat together. We did everything together. If we had a spaghetti dinner, the seniors sat at a table. Um, I don't know why that was. It was just kind of an unspoken rule. So I go in, and I'm like, I ask the host, I'm like, oh, where did the team sit? She's like, go in the back. So I go to the back room. There's these two huge tables set up for us, probably 30 people total. My coach went with us and everything. We get there, and I go to sit with the seniors. I'm like, oh, where can I sit? And they go, oh, we don't have chairs. So that was my, my breaking point. I was basically really choked up. I was teary-eyed. I was about to cry. And it wasn't because of what... There was a lot of other things going on. I'm not really a crier, but there was a lot of things building up. So that was like the bucket tipping over. So I was like, okay. Like, no one saved me a seat. Like, I'm literally injured and had to drive by myself. And no one even attempted to save me a seat or pull... No one even offered to pull over a chair. Like... I was like, what the fuck? So I'm like, okay. So I just, I sat with the freshman, which was fine. But I was like, seriously, I'm a senior and no one, and these girls were my best friends. Like no one cared enough to save me a seat. Like I was so butthurt. I was so upset. So I sit next to my coach, which no one wants to sit next to the coach at breakfast when you can sit by all your friends. And he asked me, he's like, oh, why aren't you sitting by the seniors? Like, why are you over here with us, with all the freshmen? It's like, oh, they didn't care to save me a spot, so here I am. And then it got all awkward. It was just things like that. That's probably one of the worst, one of the more worse ones. Or just things like that where they would just go do stuff and just count me out because I had a boot on. Like, I can walk, I can do things, I just can't physically run, like, you don't have to just count me out of everything, and they did, and that was the most hurtful shit I think I've ever gone through in my entire life, because here you are, you're friends, and they leave you out, so that was my final straw with cross country, and I really wanted to do track, I didn't like, I liked track less than I liked cross country, but I was like, you know what, I've done it since 7th grade, why wouldn't I finish it out? And I remember at the cross-country banquet, I my coach, I sat next to him. No one saved me a seat there either. No one fucking saved me a seat at the banquet. And I sat next to my coach, and I was already so pissed to be there. I hated cross-country at this point. My love for running was completely gone. I had not an ounce in me. All I had was hatred, and it was horrible. I didn't want to hate running. All I had was hatred, and I sat at that banquet. I was dead silent. I didn't really talk to anyone. It was awkward. I was no longer friends with ha anyone on the team at this point. Um, within my grade, I was friends with other people, but within my grade, I had to sit in the front with all the seniors. I wasn't talking to really any of them. It was really bad. It was really awkward. Everyone, it was just tense. The whole room was tense. And my coach was like, oh, you know, you doing track? I said, absolutely not. And he was like, oh, why not? And I was like, I pointed to my boot. I said, you know why. And I just didn't say anything else. I wasn't treated right by him, by the teammates. I wasn't treated. I was treated like I wasn't even on the team. And I had been a part of that team since seventh grade. And my senior year, no one gave a shit. That was my last straw for running. And I remember after that banquet, I went home and I was a mess. I was so upset. I was just over it. So that was when I knew running was over. My passion for running was dead. 
and I've never re-sparked it. I have never ran since. And it's really sad because I really loved running and it made me feel so good about myself and I loved the people I was on the team with until I didn't. And I really wish it would have been more of a, oh, I'm not running in college, so it kind of fades out and I just don't run as much. It was more of a, I wasn't treated right and I felt left out and I no longer enjoyed it and I was miserable doing it. So. I guess for that one, it was more of an obvious, it's just done, because not only was I graduating, well, then COVID hit, so track season didn't even happen, so even if I really wanted to do track, I couldn't have, because COVID, but that just overall was bad, so that was more of a cutthroat, I hate it, um, versus more of a gradual thing, so that's what I would say for hobbies slash passions, that's, that's been the big one where I was like, oh, you know, I guess next I could touch on like crushes. I don't know. I don't have an actual breakup story. Um, in high school, I really liked, um, I'd probably say I seriously really liked about two people in high school. Um, one <laughs> was when I was going through all that cross country drama and he was on the cross country team, the guys team. So that made everything 10 times worse because I would see him and it was a really weird, I don't know, we like kind of talked and liked each other and then we just did it. It was really complicated and it kind of sent me into a spiral when things were kind of just done. We were really good friends before and then we kind of developed feelings and we all know how that ends. A lot of the time it doesn't work out in high school. Um, so... I never really got the full, when it's over, it's over. Um, he did some questionable things that really made me upset, and I called it quits for myself. The feelings obviously didn't die the second I was like, oh, I need to stop wanting to like him. So I feel like that was more of a gradual thing, but me realizing, like, it, this isn't healthy to be back, so back and forth. I'm a, I'm a sophomore in high school, like, it probably wouldn't get past high school anyways. We weren't going anywhere. We weren't dating, whatever. That's that's kind of how that went down. And then the feelings obviously died. So that was more of a gradual part. I would say the more serious person I liked was my junior and senior year of high school. Um, I really liked my guy best friend. And he liked me and then he didn't and then he liked me and then he didn't and then he got a girlfriend but he'd call me cute and then he'd tell me to come over but I had to leave before his girlfriend came over it was this whole super fucked up and confusing thing and I'm still I'm not mad at myself because I don't like to have regrets it's done it's over with but I really do wish I would have had a little bit more self-respect he wasn't all that <laughs> He wasn't that cute, Maddie. He really wasn't. He was not a good person. He, not to throw total shade, but he was going nowhere in life. And I'm a very, much so, a very passionate and driven person. If I want something, I'm going to get it. Like, I, I'm just going to do it. And I want to go to college, and I want to get a good career, and I want to, you know, live a certain place, and I 
want to have a life for myself, and he didn't have the same goals, which is fine, but he didn't have any goals, and that really, I wish I would have been like, Maddie, just cut this shit out. You can pull way better people. Obviously, I have my current boyfriend, the best person I've ever met in my entire life, and I wish I could have just seen that. I wish I could have seen how many other people I could have met, and that I am going to meet better people. Like, he was not the end-all be-all, and I, I don't know. In high school, I never dated anyone. I didn't get my first kiss until I was 17. Almost a week from my 18th birthday, people. I really felt like no guys liked me. Guys liked me enough to be like, oh, you should send me nudes. And I'm like, yeah, no. Like, that was, no one wanted to date um, when I was in high school. No one wanted to date me. They just wanted other things. And I wasn't, I wasn't about that. So when he liked me, I was like, well, shit, like, we're basically the same person, like, what we were. Like, we had a similar personality, but none of our passions or hobbies were the same. It was very complicated, and it was on and off for two years. Two years! I let this shit slide. And he had a girlfriend for half of it. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like... She deserves so much better, and she still does. Like, it's crazy how much shit went down. Like, you just deserve better. Like, you deserve a guy that can devote all his time and energy to you and not anyone else. Like, who want, who wants a guy that has his eye on other girls? And I wasn't the only one. Like, it was just bad. So, I was kind of in denial, and... I went along with it, you know, we'd have a good patch, a bad patch, good patch, bad patch, and every single time we'd have a good time, I'd be like, oh, well, I still like him, and then every time we'd have a bad time, I'd be like, fuck him, I'm done, and I never cut it off, because then it was, he basically kind of, in a way, whether he intended to or not, probably my junior year, he didn't intend, he wasn't dating anyone, he was fair game, I was fair game, I obviously wasn't dating anyone, um, and he told me he liked me and all this stuff and I'm so pretty and we should hang out and he'd stand by me at the football games Ooh, and you know I thought that that was like the coolest shit ever and it's just it's just like laughable looking back when I thought was so cool I'm like that is so pathetic like he stood behind you on a bleacher wow but anyways it was just I don't know it was so up and down and then probably my senior year I think he was manipulating me because then he got a girlfriend, and obviously, I am not going to be the person to be in between people that I just think that's so fucked up. Was I innocent? No. Like, I still, I had a lot of feelings for him, and I still really did like him, but the things he did, I just, they really rubbed me the wrong way, but I think he was manipulating me at that point because I realized that when I went to school and I started talking to my current boyfriend and I started dating him, my boy best friend was nowhere to be seen. It was because I got a boyfriend and I wasn't about to not, I wasn't about to flirt with my boy best friend. Like that's, that's really messed up. I was devoting all of my time and energy to my boyfriend because he's my boyfriend and that's how it should be. And he wasn't like that in his relationship with his girlfriend. So I'd probably say, until I really talked to him, and I was like, what 
what's going on? Like, why aren't we friends anymore? Why are you not reaching out to me? Because when I went to school, he just stopped talking to me. Like, out of the blue, just done. And I didn't know if it was because he wanted things to kind of fade out. I didn't know if he was jealous I was around other people. I genuinely had no idea. So I talked to him. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why are you just randomly ghosting me? Like, I thought we were closer than that. We've been best friends for like two and a half years. Like, what is going on? Like, three years. I'm like, what's going on? And he was like, oh, I'm just busy. But, like, he wasn't. He wasn't going to school. He had a job. But, I mean, you can't text me back. Like, it was stupid shit. It was excuses. And I called him out. I'm like, no, you're lying. Like, what is actually going on? And we got in a fight. And, basically, I found out his true colors. That was my, I'm done. Like, I I knew things were fading out, and I knew I wasn't talking to him as much, and I was fine with that because I had a boyfriend. I had other priorities. I was a full-time college student. I was spending my first year away from home. COVID was a thing. Like, there were so many other things I was prioritizing, but I still wanted to be friends with this guy. Like, we were really good friends before we kind of had the weird, we like each other, we don't. I like him, he doesn't like me. He likes me, I don't like him. Like, we were really good friends before that, and I wasn't willing just to to cut things off because I went to college and we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be living in the same town anymore. I, you know, and he basically said he, (laughs) he tried saying it was my fault that we weren't talking anymore because I got a boyfriend and I would be too tempted by him, my boy best friend. (laughs) So I had to stop talking to him because that wouldn't be fair to my boyfriend. And I was really amazed he said that because when he had a girlfriend, he didn't cut any ties. Oh, it's fine that he has a girlfriend, but the second I get a boyfriend, it's a problem. And I was like, how do you not see how bad this looks on you? Like, I get a boyfriend, my first boyfriend ever, and all of a sudden, you're just nowhere to be seen. I don't talk to you anymore. Like, how do you think that looks? He basically said... You know, Sam is the replacement of me. You are just trying to fill the void. Like, the most hurtful shit. I was like, wait, what? This is what you really think? I was really surprised and I was really disappointed. I thought he knew me better than that. Um, But I really do think it was just jealousy. I wasn't really a pawn he could push around anymore. I wasn't just there for him when he thought no one else was. I wasn't going to... I don't know. He couldn't push me around anymore. I stood up for myself. I'm like, no, fuck that. Like, and that's, that was my final breaking point and it ended really ugly. But honestly, like, I think it had to be ended like that because he was very in denial of, he was a hundred percent in the wrong and he couldn't just say, I realize where you're coming from. Even if he didn't, like he couldn't just say, I'm sorry. And I could have just said, I'm sorry too. And then just gone from there. It just wasn't happening, so I cut ties with him, and honestly, until this episode, I haven't, I haven't really thought of him since, but that was one, I guess, kind of friendship and situationship that, that, like, ended abruptly, I guess. That definitely wasn't the way I wanted it to end. Like, I love when I have a friendship. There are no hard feelings. There wasn't a fight. 
I think that, and this took me a long time to realize, so if you don't agree, maybe it, it takes a lot of learning and growing from friendship breakups and people you trusted and things like that. But I think I've gone to realize that there are certain friends meant for certain parts slash like chapters of your life. Like we'll just we'll just use an analogy. Your life is like a book. I know I'm not the one to make this up, so don't don't think I made this shit up. Everyone else like this. There are certain parts of your life, we'll call those chapters, of your book. And your book is your entire life and there's chapters and there's people that whatever you believe in writes into that chapter and can take out or leave some in or you take them out. And I love when I can, now that I'm emotionally mature and I really do know what I want in a friendship and what I tolerate, what I don't tolerate, what I want to see out of other people, what I can bring to the table, things like that. Now that I know those things, it's really easy to be like, oh, I don't have beef with this person, but I don't care to be lifelong friends with and this is what I was kind of hoping that would happen with this guy. I was hoping that I would go away to school. And that already was an excuse to get a little bit, like, to, to not communicate as much, to hang out as much, whatever. Um, and I was hoping we would just kind of fade out, but we didn't. And it went from 100 to 0 what the first week of I went to school. And then I talked to him about it, and he blew up, and... It was just kind of over, and I really wished it didn't end like that, um, because I don't like fighting with people. I said some nasty things, he said some nasty things, and I don't regret what I said, because I think he really needed to hear it, but there's certain times where I'm like, I wish it would have just faded out. Like, I wish, and this is just in general, there's so many times I would way rather a friendship just fade out because we're in different phases of our lives, or... I don't want drama. No one wants drama. No one wants friendship breakups. Like, I don't know. Maybe some people do want drama. I don't want drama. And so I was really upset with how it ended for a little bit. And then I was like, you know what? It's okay. Obviously, if things can't end on a good level, like, this says more about him than me, it's fine. I have other friends. I have an amazing boyfriend. I didn't really have a loss to fill, believe it or not. Um... Yeah, I was, I was honestly way more fine than I thought I would be, but I was in a different phase of my life, and I had a ton of shit going for me. I had my first boyfriend. I met new friends. I lived by myself. I was loving my college. Like, I had an amazing freshman year, and, you know, shit happens. The people aren't in your life anymore, and that's honestly okay. I had another friendship breakup. Um, this one also ended abruptly, and I never... I never expected this shit to happen. Um, the boy-best friend thing was kind of a, oh, well, it happened. But this one definitely, it was different. When I went to college, I didn't talk to a ton of my hometown friends as much anymore, other than, like, maybe one of them. Um, and my other ones, I kind of just let it fade out. I'm like, that's just a different part of my life, and that's okay. But I don't really want I don't really care to put in as much energy as I had been when I was living at home, if that makes any sense. I still love these people, I still talk to these people, but it wasn't anything where I was like, I'm literally gonna die without them when I go to college, like, it's okay. Some, some friendships happen like that. 
but I had a friend, and in high school, we were best friends, and we've been best friends since, like, sixth grade. Um, I feel like the friends you're friends with the longest are the hardest people to not be friends with anymore. They're the hardest breakups, um, and this was one of them. Now, we basically, I'm not going to get into this because this episode is almost, it's 48 minutes long so far, um, but basically it ended abruptly, and at that point, I didn't realize it, but I was already very much so checked out of the friendship. I was done anyways, so when things ended abruptly, I wasn't surprised, and I was surprised that I wasn't surprised because I was like, wait, what? How am I not? I thought I'd be a lot more hurt, if that makes sense. Same with the, same with the boy best friend. I thought I would be really upset over it, and I really wasn't. And I think my biggest piece of advice is to sit down with yourself and list. If you don't want to talk it out, if you want to write this down, if you just want to think of this, list out the three closest friends in your life. And if you have more than that, list your closest friends, the people that you could tell anything to, you don't feel judged by. I think everyone knows the people I'm talking about when I refer to the closest friends. But list those people out and list how you feel about them. Ups, downs, things. Because sometimes you mentally check out before you even know you do. That's why I think those two friendship breakups didn't affect me as much as I thought they would, even though I was friends with them for a while, especially the girl. I was friends with her for years, and it didn't really affect me as much as I thought it would, um, because there's some people I still think about, I'm like, damn, like, what are they doing? And then there's other people I'm like, well, it is what it is, like, no hard feelings, I'm not mad anymore. Um, so I think you should really sit down with yourself and not only go over what's going on in this friendship, if there's anything bugging you, if anything, even if something's not bugging you, this, this can be a time to reflect on how much this person means to you, and maybe you need to put in more effort, or maybe they do, or whatever the case may be, I think it's a perfect, I can't, I don't think it can do harm by sitting down and being like, oh, this person does this, and I love this, or this person does this, and we should probably talk about it. It could save a friendship, it could end an unhealthy friendship, things like that. But I really think you should also think about what you want in a friendship. There's been so many times I'm like, oh yeah, I want this. But then I let so many things slide and I'm like, wait, this isn't what I wanted at all in a friendship. So you really do have to look out for yourself and put yourself before others sometimes when it comes to those things. My last example of my friendship that ended, um, This isn't a very good example because it's very complicated. There has been a friend that is basically a family friend. And we've been on and off for years over stupid petty shit when we were younger. We were immature. We both lived for drama. We fought all the time. It was stupid. And we both, like, talked about it and we laughed about it. And it was okay. Like, we're like, this is the dumbest shit ever. And so I'm really glad we got to the point where we could laugh about it. But some things happened this year, um, and we are currently no longer friends. And this didn't really have an ending. It was probably the weirdest friendship end I've ever had. I, 
my other ones, it either ended in a huge fight, and then we both, I was like, fuck them, like, I'm mad at them, why would I be friends with them, and then I just, like, go on with my life, or, like, like I said, the chapter book friends, where they're in a chapter, but then you kind of see them less, talk to them less, and then they're out the next chapter, it was just, it was just a part of your life, and no resentment, no fighting, this was, like, both, there wasn't really a fight, but there wasn't really fading out. It was kind of a, I talked to her about a couple things, and at first she really fought me on it, and I thought I was wording things right. Maybe I wasn't. I don't know. I thought I was being really mature. I wasn't actually fighting with her. And then it got to this point where it was like, oh, that wasn't, I don't know. There, it was really weird. We kind of fought, and I was like, no, this is how I feel. It like, you need to work on this, and, like, we need to do this together, and stuff like that, and then, I don't know, it was weird, um, and then it got okay for a little bit, and then I went right back to normal, basically the problem was, like, I felt like she wasn't putting in the same effort as me, and then she was like, well, that's just kind of the friend I am, and this is also why you need to sit down, even with your friends, and be like, listen, what do you want out of this friendship, what do I want, because, people are different. Some people want a low-maintenance friendship. Some people don't have time to be texting every day, and some people love to text every day. It is a total personal preference, so I think there was a disconnect there that we should have talked about a while ago, um, but it was complicated because she refused to sit down with me. It was weird, so I think there was a disconnect there that we should have solved a while ago before it got to that point, but then there was just other things going on. I'm not going to get into that. Um, because this is definitely more, this was the most recent thing. Um, and even the girl best friend I talked about, this hasn't been a thing since like what my junior year, like my summer of sophomore year of college. Like it's been a while. Um, it's probably been like almost going on two years of me not being friends with her, but this one's more of a recent one, so it still stings a little bit. This one is really hard for me because I didn't get really get closure, and I'm sure she probably feels the same way, but it was just a really weird, fucked up situation on both ends. We weren't really communicating. It was messy, and it's really hard for me and my perspective um, on my side of the friendship, I guess, because she goes to the same college as me, so I've I've heard of her, I've ran into her, I've, it's like, I haven't ran into her in person, granted, um, that's gonna be really weird, but I've seen her in the car, I've, you know, heard people talking about her, she is gaining a huge following on social media, like, she's pretty famous now, so I, I see her things sometimes, and I'm like, you know, what, what could have it been, like, what, would we still be friends? Like, and sometimes I second guess it. And I guess there wasn't really a when it should be over type thing. And anytime we had beef in like middle school or, or like high school, like stupid petty shit, it was the same feeling of, I don't want to not be friends, but being friends is just not good right now. We've had this on and off thing for years. So there is no official end it's just really complicated. So I don't have a ton of advice other than just know with lifelong friends, it's really, really hard to sit down and bite the bullet and be like, listen, 
things aren't going the best, what can we do differently? Because it takes a lot, even within yourself, to realize things are even going wrong. Because when it comes to friends you've had forever, you only remember the good things. Like, now that we're not really friends anymore, I remember all the memories we had, and all the sleepovers, and all the things we did, and all this shit. And it's like, but there was also times that I should also remember on the flip side of, oh, well, she hurt my feelings, and oh, she did this. And you have to remember both sides. So when it comes to lifelong friends, you really need to sit down and evaluate and be like, what's going right and what's going wrong and how can we fix things? If you want to fix things. If you don't, you can end it peacefully. You can try to let things fade out. Whatever your personal choice is, um, I'm not one to judge. Um, But I do think gradually fading out is the best option. But this was kind of a weird thing. We had this talk and I thought by the end of it, things went well. I knew our friendship would probably never be the same because of some of the words that were exchanged and some of the things that were said. I'm kind of that person where if you say something one time, like, that's it for me. Like, I don't really let go of things um, because if you said it, you meant it. And if you didn't want to say it, you shouldn't have said it. And she said some things and I just really disagreed with. And so I knew our friendship wouldn't be the same, but I didn't think it ended our friendship. So it kind of got to that point where it just kind of ended. Um, she unadded me on Snapchat, and I was like, wait. Because I, I was ignoring a text she sent, and yeah, that was kind of it. And it's just complicated and weird. But I think the learning behind this is it doesn't matter how long you're friends with someone. Like, some of the things they do, you can't just excuse And I'm sure she felt the same way, too. I wasn't perfect, and I'm sure I did things that made her upset. But I'd say, towards the end of our friendship, I was a really damn good friend. And sometimes if you're just putting in too much effort and it's not being reciprocated, you're running yourself dry for the wrong person. You shouldn't run yourself dry for anyone. It should be 100% reciprocated, give or take. And it just wasn't at all. So it just got to the point where I was like, well... I guess this is it. Like, I don't want it to be it. Like, I love and care for her, but, and I don't want her to not, I don't know. I don't want her to, like, suffer alone, and, like, I was a really good friend to her, but if it's going to get to the point where it's affecting me and making my life, if it's adding something bad to my life, like, why would I want it? So it got to that point. And that was basically it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm sorry my last story wasn't really... <laughs> it wasn't really the the best advice. Um, I, I'm still too fresh in it to give, like, really good, insightful advice. But I really appreciate everyone that listened to this point. This is my longest episode I've ever done. It's about to hit an hour. Ah! This is what I do on car rides. I just think way too much. I'm like, oh podcast idea um but i really do appreciate you guys sticking around listening supporting me everything um and yeah i hope everyone has a good day or evening or whenever you're listening to this i hope everyone's weeks are going okay i hope everyone's thanksgiving breaks were good um good meals with family friends you know get a little break from school hopefully if your teachers weren't assholes and everyone have an amazing week